0: Coming up next is Songs for Everyone.
1: Well, there's nothing that can be overcome as long. As nothing can ever bring you down as long. There's nothing that can't be handled as long as you're all right on the inside. Good morning, everyone. This is uh, Michael Averill on Songs for Everyone on PLV Radio. And uh, I am delighted to have a guest on the show today that I met through a mutual friend uh, who who's connected me with a lot of interesting characters and actually is kind of the reason why I'm, I'm doing this show right now. And uh, so uh, I'm delighted to bring on Robay Hardnett.
0: Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, sir. Welcome, welcome. I'm I'm happy to be here.
1: Right on. So Rabe is done and is in has his hands in so many different projects right now, and uh, I particularly a couple of topics that I've wanted to talk about for a while and bring this onto the show, and I'm just happy to have have found someone like you to talk about this. Oh, so great. so if you want to talk a little bit about what uh, Street Beat is all about
0: absolutely well the street beat actually was uh grew as a very grassroot identity uh, uh, identity and it grew through uh, a community of people in Portland Oregon and it started out as a mentoring program because I was working with at-risk kids or I always say that at-risk youth and um, they were all interested in music and so what we did was created a formidable program, a system, if you will. And then we started working on promoting the hip hop rap community, which was at its very infancy at that time. And then it developed into what we have now, which the street beat is, uh, we have two sides to it. We have the street beat uh the Entertainment Group, which is a profit side, and then we have the Street Beat Entertainment Society, which is the foundation. And it just follows through with the original idea that we were to mentor youth in the field of the entertainment industry. So the front end, being an entertainer, or the back end, being people who are really the foundation of, of, of uh, concerts, the foundation of the music industry itself. And that is uh, the promoters, the tech people, the camera people for the music videos, the the uh, grout people. Uh, so it's all aspect of it. So anyone who has just a desire to want to be a part of the music industry, that they'd have the twos in front of them to decide that, yes, they do like it. Or no, it's not at all what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. So that that was the general idea. And in the midst of that, which is more important, which is our mission statement, is to encourage diversity, self esteem, and social awareness through the arts and entertainment. And that and one main objective in that social awareness is to stop the bullying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of the, 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 the short outline of, of what the street beat is. And, but, and then the profit side is very similar to that. It's the actuality of all those components that they are learning. That is the, the production where we put on concerts. That is artists that perform on, on a record label that we have, which is the Street Beat Record Lab. And then uh, different types of shows that we do, to to even utilize the talents of the people that we uh, uh, discover in various shows.
1: Okay, so there's there's two things that you said that are, are perfect that I wanted to frame or at least focus this towards is uh, uh, the anti-bullying campaigns that you've yep. been doing yep. and mentoring. Yep. Um. So why don't we start? Why don't we start with the anti-bullying thing? Why okay. Why did you get into that in the first place, and why is that kind of a staple of what you're doing now?
0: Well, I I think first and foremost I have a an experience as being a kid, which it only happened once, and that was enough for me. And and that once, which is a funny story, it's, it it kind of uh, depicts how parenting went on back in those days. <laughs> Uh, the kind of tough love to to set their kids uh, to be strong to face the, the, the adversities that the world would throw at ya. I had just literally got beat up to, 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 to no ends by a kid who was, you know, well known uh, as being that kind of way. And I went home and I was in just massive tears. And my mom looked at me and she said, so what did you do? And I said, I didn't do anything and she said and 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 I don't advocate this to any parents by no means but it, again it just kind of shows back then and they had come from very hard times themselves and she said so you did nothing and I said no and she says well here's what you should do tomorrow you're going to go back and you're going to address that kid because it's going to be tougher to come back and face me than to face him <laughs> And I go, Mom, are you beating me up? And she says, you better figure it out. So the next day, literally, I, I and again, I don't advocate. The next day, I had a lunchbox. <laughs> and I literally walked up to the kid with my lunchbox. And we're talking uh, just a little kid. And I just started hitting him over the head with the lunchbox <laughs> and got in trouble and everything. But I went home, and my mom said, you know, I just want you to learn how to deal with things. and And so that was my first experience. And I never, because this guy was so bullish and no one had ever addressed him, that nobody ever bothered me after that. <laughs> they were like the kid with the lunchbox, you know. Mm-hmm. All the way through high school, I never had any problems. So anyway, that was my first experience. And, and and then when you look at what's taking place right now with the youth, it's such a sad, it's actually, because I went through that And seeing how it has escalated to where it is now, it's almost hard for me to talk about it. Even when I begin to talk, I almost want to go into tears. It's a very difficult subject for me to deal with. But when I see the lives of beautiful youth who feel they can't face what uh, allows them to take their lives and to do some of the things to themselves, I just think that being in entertainment most of my life, I can use that as a vehicle because the entertainment has been at the forefront of a lot of things. Uh and and so that's the that's why mm-hmm. that that we do it. And um you know, we just want to I, I think if we can create a powerful message through the music uh that we do with the artists that we work with. And the youth that are coming to the Street Beat Entertainment Society with the various programs that we work with them, that we won't have to preach that to them. But if we show it in action and Mm -hmm. we show it in kindness and what we do and how we approach them on on various subjects of of the music industry and, and taking the patience with them, that they'll feel that and and. Those that are perpetrators of of, of bullying, Uh, because there's a there's a root to that that I've always found out. Uh, Once I got past the initial tough guy, there's a root there that needs to be fed and loved. And if you can kind of get to that root, you can even have the perpetrator become part of the anti bullier and and will be part of the message of spreading that it's, it's something that I might have done in the past, but it's something that I now see is not a good thing. So we try and approach both then, the, the people that are being the victim and the people that are being the perpetrator. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a tough one because sometimes you can't get through the perpetrator as quickly as you can the victim <laughs> right. because they got this wall up there.
1: Well you're also dealing on both ends with the families. Yes. Right? Oh. And that's a that's yeah, another yeah, yeah, layer yeah. of things of Oh of yeah. where you know like if you can work so much with a youth in that way it really ultimately is coming back another layer behind yeah. the scenes at home. Oh. So yeah. so that makes it challenging. So like I in I guess in doing in the amount of time that you've been working with youth this way, and particularly the way technology has shifted mm-hmm. in, in its role in everybody's lives, right? How how have you noticed? I guess uh, the trends of how bullying is shifting, the way it's going on, kind yeah. of behind the scenes again, not so much in person, person at the schoolyard. Right. It's it's happening online,
0: right? Well, the cyber part, the the cyber part is astonishing to me, you know, because I'm old enough that I lived through where it could only be a physical aspect of mm-hmm. it. And then now being at the being at the very middle of watching it be so prominent with cyberbullying. And that one, I, I I think that the music and the entertainment world actually has more reasonings to be at the forefront. Because the very uh advancement of the music industry has been through the internet. And so you have this populace of youth that are right there in the midst of of entertainment. You know, they, they they can tell you somebody that you don't even know yet because they've heard them through the underground system. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so if the entertainment industry is at the forefront of that and they're at the forefront with messages and, and artists that are what I call conscious music, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, that term is kind of loosely being used right now, I know, in North America because it's rising up very similar to the way that rap rose up. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it was you heard what? Rap what? And then all of a sudden you got more feet to it, and then it just took off, and now, you know, it's powerful. Conscious music is doing the same thing. And so I think... To get back to your question, that the responsibility of us who see ourselves as conscious artists, that we are more powerful than even in the 60s when you had the peace lovers. Because we can get right to people that could only come to concerts Mm -hmm. and see that peace and love and then have it spread throughout San Francisco and the other places where it just... Emanated so strongly that it created movement. so I think it's a a, a a dual sword, if you will, one that is tragic because it hits quick and it hits fast and it hits in a secret private way in the in the youth bedrooms. But I think if we can if, whatever that is, if we who are conscious of that can really be at the forefront of that, and get it out, get it in the system, get it into the schools, get it into the, the eyes and the ears of the youth who are, who are searching through the Internet, that we can serve as a balance to that. So I think with that negative side, there's a, there's a bright side, too.
1: Well, you, you have a radio program as well yourself. That's correct. And that's yes. what you guys
0: utilize. Like, you kind of have stipulations on the music that you can Absolutely. play, right? So. Absolutely. Actually, with our station, can, can we say it? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, KSBI.ca, we, because we recognize that there are all types of formats for radio stations, mm-hmm. right? We only accept uh, conscious artists. Now... I'm not saying we're a Pollyanna <laughs> radio station that that cuts out this, cuts out that, because I think the freedom of the airwaves is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. But we have consciously chosen to be a part of the energy that want to, to, to serve as a vehicle to make a difference. And so he, we were talking about this this morning. If an artist is rapping and he says... You know, if he choose to use language that we don't necessarily agree with, we can't look at the language. Let's look at the content, the content of what he's yeah. using around the language. Yeah. And then if the content is thought-provoking and stirring of the mind and the heart and the spirit, we go with it because that's important. Uh So that's how we're using that, and, and we we were very particular when we started the station in knowing that that was our reasoning. Mm -hmm. Because if I look back, I won't say how old I am, but if I look back on music, first, you know, uh, kind of the... We're doing a show right now called Music Revolution. Mm -hmm. And a concert, I should say. And that concert is, is moving through what was kind of the music that did a lot of different changes right and that you know you go from blues you go back to old muddy waters to 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 coming up to and i'm talking about the new popular music not because opera and all the rest was long before right and 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 uh uh the if you go back to kind of the early stimulus of revolution of modern music there we go uh, Muddy Waters came along and various artists with him, and then it kind of delivered the blues. The blues delivered uh, R and B. R and B kind of delivered uh, when a mix of things rock and roll, and then everything just kind of ca- started c- catapulting from that. And then you have rap, and and then if you look at the early stages of rap, it was very thought provoking. Very, mm-hmm. I mean, it was hidden heart thought provoking. And then, and then all of a sudden, the bean counters. And I have nothing against bean counters, but they saw that some popular stuff was taking places with this music, and the harder it hit, and the more it had the money in it, and the more it had this, you know, bling bling, and the more it had that, and the more it got popular, and then it got so many wheels on it, and it just took off. Just image, along yeah. with that, yeah. a lot of negative came from it, mm-hmm. and a lot of hard hitting that that. Uh, that uh, had some vileness in terms of treating people negatively. Yeah. And so what was kind of ex-sensitive and disruptive becomes the norm because it's played so much that you hear it, and so you become null to it. So you think, oh, that's cool. So we figured if we played conscious music and just stayed on it, believed in it, never stopped, who cares about the ratings, just keep going, that we'd have enough momentum over time, just like rap had at the beginning, over mm-hmm. time, and it sustained itself, even through gangster rap, even through conscious rap, even through it. It's an involvement, right, mm-hmm. which which is made up of all people, just like all people have all kinds of content, Bad, good, crazy, you know, bizarre. (laughs) And so we figure if we we stay on that, those elements uh, that will be attracted to it, and it'll get mass, and it'll grow and grow and grow. And so that's the part of the station which lends itself into everything else we do. So we try and have a full circle. Well, that's just it, yeah.
1: It comes into... Like like you're talking about your mission of uh, embracing the diversity of culture, you mm-hmm. know, and, and social awareness and utilizing, right. you know, representing and playing music that reinforces those values mm-hmm. is just, it's great to know that people can go and listen. And that's, you know, that's the core of what is going to be the heart of what they're listening to and that's why. Right. So that's right. under that, like, so with the music and whatnot, and you, said, uh, you said something the other day when we'd met uh, previously about... Um, mentoring and uh and i think i just thought it was a really great message to share and in terms of as i guess if when you get into that role or you think about like wanting to do something positive for other people um it can feel overwhelming sometimes as far as like how many people you can see (sighs) about like where it needs to happen right and so i guess the common tendency in mentoring programs is or ideas is to try to make programs that can hit as many people as possible in a short period of time. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like a drop in for a session or a presentation and boom, and just let's hope for that. This is going to be a big thing that happens a lot in schools, right? They'll bring in guest speakers to do something and then they kind of go. um, But you'd said something uh, particularly about like an, an encounter with the youth that kind of put it back um, onto you with uh, the moment of, or basically you just, Really realizing how how long term a process it yes. needs to be yes um, for I guess anybody to to feel to, to, to grow into a mentor, it takes time not just for like a, a moment in time but over a period of time yeah so like I like that idea of working with fewer but mm-hmm. really developing really right. developing the understanding so that they can then go out and do. The Mm -hmm. things that however it works, you know, Uh, Mm -hmm. but if you want to comment a bit on that, I thought that was. really Yeah.
0: I mean, it's a story that I tell a lot because it was a pivotal moment in my life. Uh, You know, uh, as you probably could tell, I had a very strong mother, very strong father, uh, very strong family. And I took that for granted because it was so ABC to me. Right. It was literally ABC. So I didn't really think about it. But uh, as I became an adult and took off on this chart to make money, (laughs) uh, I had a business that was served kind of as a consulting business. And we worked with, it was through a hair salon, and we worked with an organization called the William Temple House. Their purpose was to get youth off the streets. Because Portland at that time, and could very well still be, was the largest number of youth in North America that was homeless. And uh, so they took it upon them as their mission to try and set up a program to, to get them off, off the streets. And so what we did was a fundraiser for them, and uh, I ended up, what they wanted us to do was to be involved in the youth so we can have the heart for what we were doing rather than just having this this fundraiser and then go away. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I went to see the youth uh, in this program, and the first thing that struck me over anything was the amount of youth that were owned by the state. I was blown away. I forgot the numbers, but it was astronomical. And, they, and you know the state was the owner, but they were in all of these different housing that they set up, et cetera, et cetera. So that was the first overwhelming. But I, I, I had a relationship with this young gentleman because I started mentoring him. I, I was drawn to him because he did a song that Marvin Gaye did, and when he did that song, I, I, uh, uh, I said to him, young man. Uh, you know, you have so much talent, why are you involved in gangs? I mean, it makes no sense to me, you got so much talent, and this this young man uh, articulated this very well. He said to me, you people, you just make me sick, (laughs) you know, And, and immediately when he said that, in my mind, running at seconds, I'm thinking, well, how in the world can he say, you people, because when you look at the both of us, we're both black, right? And not only that, but when you look at my skin compared to him, I am darker than he is. So my mind was thinking in one-dimensional mm-hmm. color, mm-hmm. you people. Mm-hmm. And so he confused me. But then he said, you, you, you people make me sick because when I look downtown, and it just so happened that this building we were in owned by the state had a view of downtown Portland. When I look downtown, all I see is that concrete jungle. I know nothing that goes on in those buildings. But what I do know is that the pimps, the hustlers, the gang people come up to us in their cars. They show us their money and they say, hey, kid, you want to uh, know how to make this money? Hey, kid, you want to know how to drive this car? He said, you people don't do nothing like that. And you know what, (laughs) Mike? It was literally, literally like the kid had a cold, freezing bucket of water that he threw over me. Because there I was a businessman, and I had never done that. And I owned several businesses, Mm -hmm. and I had never even thought about that. It was just vague to me, but he was right. And so after that pivotal moment, I completely looked at what I had as a business— and everything that I did thereafter incorporated some type of mentoring program. I literally went to the schools, the, the Portland uh, public schools, and I laid out uh, programs. I beat on their door like crazy. They, they first were like, ah, we don't do nothing like that. And I said, look, what, what I want to propose is that we have youth come to our business. We spend time with them in the day, and uh, they get to learn what we do. And at first they were like no, and then I kept coming at them, kept talking, and they said okay, well that sounds good. And at the end of that, what I tried to also do was to pioneer to other businesses because I was in a lot of different organizations, networking, etc., mm-hmm. and said you know what, here's here's my story. Can you do something with your business? And uh, it it was a it was a major powerful change in my life and and in a sense that's where the street beat began because some of those same youth that were involved in the show that we did we actually did a show that showed them rather than have a bunch of products that people could bid on (laughs) because that's how most of the fundraisers were yeah exactly but we did i i created a play that involved them and it allowed the people to see the youth And real quickly, if I can tell that Mm -hmm. real quickly is what happened in that was uh, I did a show that surrounded Ed Sullivan. And and with that Ed Sullivan show, I had him introduce the Beatles, the Temptations, uh, Supremes. And then I had these youth who were on the streets and some wasn't to depict those people. Some actually sing. Some actually just move their mouth because, they, you know, they, they weren't the Beatles and they didn't. So that's what the show was about. But in the middle of that show, we did a song that was by Whitney Houston called, uh, uh, I believe, Children Are Our Future. And what I did in the, in, in the middle of that song, I had a play where the kids were playing in the park. And then what I had was, this is going to sound horrible, but it's true was that they came, we we had a group come by pretending they were in a car, and we had them shoot into the park. And then the lights went out. And then then I came out in the midst of one light, and I said, uh, you know, I know that was a very (laughs) thought-provoking moment there, but I had to hit home how beautiful these youth are and what they did. And I had to hit home that if you don't support what the William Temple House is trying to do, that this is the result of what could happen, because those are the same kids, the same kids that shot, are the same kids that were playing in the park, right? So,
1: yeah, and so like all the whole, all the ne- everything that you're working on right now is just bringing attention to the reality of that, but also the opportunity of of those youth to turn things around and to really grow and build positive community through music, art, dance, theater, like correct expression through the arts. Correct. Which is awesome. Um yeah. if you wanna we're just running short on time here. If you wanna um work in, if people want to get involved, help out, or have any other ideas of opportunities. Sure. Uh, I know you have a show the show is coming up the revolution one on May ninth. May ninth that's right. Uh, and that's in that's New West. At
0: the New West at the Columbia Theater, yeah. seven o'clock. Uh the tickets are fifteen and twenty. You can go to the uh New West uh, the Columbia Theater ticket office, and get tickets. Uh, you can also listen at ksbi.ca and find out more about the radio station. You can go to the t h e Street Beat e s dot com and know everything about what we're doing on a continuous basis with the youth and how you can even get involved. Because it's there's people just like me listening and. Every single person can make a difference. No one is is dispensable, and everyone can do something so there you go
1: that's a, those are good words to end on <laughs> all right thank thanks,
0: you. thanks so much for being here, obey. Oh, you bet thank you so much for having me. <laughs> My pleasure All right,
1: awesome. so that's songs for everyone everybody and uh be sure to check out those sites or get involved in some of those projects. They're pretty epic shows that go on and to see what youth uh come through and are able to translate and the messages that they have to share are are unreal so uh, do check it out and uh, yeah enjoy the rest of your weekend stay all tuned for right, more upcoming shows and uh, take care all right on the inside all right all right all right on the inside
0: Thank you for tuning in to PLV Radio. We hope that our programming has inspired you. Please feel free to visit the website to find past shows and schedules. Find your favorite hosts, leave comments about your experience, and share ideas for future shows. Don't forget to visit us on your favorite social media websites, which you will find links to at plv-radio.com. Listen with your friends and share the inspiration.